0: On today's episode, our news roundup, the first tokenized basketball player and Fidelity's 2019 Bitcoin Reflections. It's January 10th, 2020, and you're listening to Markets Daily. I'm Adam B. Levine, editor of podcasts here at Coindesk, along with our senior market supporter, Brad Cowan, to give you a concise daily briefing on crypto markets and some of the most important news developments in the sector over the past 24 hours.
1: Bitcoin prices up slightly today after two straight days of losses, currently around $7,900. Coindesk's Omkar Godbole reports that the market is seeing price resistance around the psychological level of $8,000 and technical indicators looking a bit more bearish this morning than they were earlier in the
0: week. Turning to the news, today marks the deadline for crypto exchanges and custodians to adopt tough new anti-money laundering rules. CoinDesk's Ian Allison notes that this could be a double-edged sword for the industry, driving up compliance costs and perhaps pushing away some customers, but potentially engendering more trust and confidence in cryptocurrencies among European banks and investors.
1: And in what appears to be a related development, the Dutch crypto derivatives exchange Deribit announced it will move its headquarters to Panama to escape tough new industry rules coming from the European regulators. According to Deribit officials, New anti-money laundering rules would require customers to provide an extensive amount of information, which makes the barriers to entry for the majority of traders too high, both from a regulatory and cost perspective. Darebred officials wrote in a blog post that they think crypto markets should be freely
0: available to most. And Tether appears to have received a minor reprieve in court, at least on one front. Plaintiffs have withdrawn a class-action lawsuit filed in November in Washington state that accused Tether and its affiliated Bitfinex exchange of issuing inaccurate information and monopolizing the Bitcoin market. Bitfinex has denied the accusation, saying it would contest any nuisance settlements. A Bitfinex spokesman declined to comment on the latest developments.
1: A new report from the cybersecurity firm Kaspersky Labs says that North Korean hackers are now using the messaging app Telegram to steal crypto. According to the report, the Lazarus Group, a cybercrime group with links to North Korea, uses Telegram to deliver malware that gets downloaded on a victim's computer and then sends sensitive data to hackers. Channels then direct users to fake cryptocurrency companies.
0: In Russia, a government-owned nuclear plant is now renting out space to crypto miners. The Rosatom State Atomic Energy Corporation has opened a crypto mining farm near a nuclear plant some 200 miles northwest of Moscow. The government entity won't mine Bitcoin for its own account, but it will sell electricity to heavy users and rent space for their equipment.
1: And our final story today is a real stinker. A Luxembourg-based company announced this week that it will launch a cryptocurrency backed by sardines. CoinDesk found a booth run by the company My Sardines at this week's CES 2020 Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The company says it's working with a French sardine supplier called Pearl of the Gods. The company will purchase the sardine tins in September and then use the Ethereum blockchain to distribute digital tokens that can be redeemed for the sardine cans at any time in the next 10 years. And you thought that Tether story smelled fishy, Adam.
0: Turning to today's featured story, 26-year-old NBA guard Spencer Dinwiddie is launching what we think is the first tokenized security offering tied to an NBA star. In October, Coindesk reported, quote, Accredited investors can soon indulge their hoop dreams. In partnership with crypto firm Paxos, the NBA guard Spencer Dinwiddie is looking to raise $13.5 million by tokenizing the first year of his three-year $34.5 million contract. Dubbed the Dream Fan Shares Platform, investors in the securities offering will earn interest through Dinwiddie's bi-monthly paycheck. The guard for the Brooklyn Nets told Coindesk that his contract is fully guaranteed, meaning investors do not have to risk losing their funds if he is injured or otherwise unable to play. He is set to earn $16 million this season, trading $2.5 million in earnings for the certainty of an upfront payment, end quote. After his plan met with resistance from the National Basketball Association, the project underwent a number of changes, which, for the most part, simplified it. TheAthletic.com reported this morning, quote, several obstacles emerged from the NBA's perspective in its discussions with Dinwiddie, such as believing his plan was a third-party assignment and his third-year player option worth $12.3 million being an issue and violating anti-gambling rules. Dinwiddie maintained that his player option is simply a performance-based incentive that has been tied to thousands of players, not a gambling angle and that his investment vehicle actually encourages him to play as much as possible and perform well. So Dinwiddie edited his investment vehicle again, and instead of tying investors to his basketball-related income that option year, it would simply be a flat bond with no performance incentives. The NBA came away from meeting with Dinwiddie that his career and the Nets are his primary priorities, end quote. With the token launch scheduled for Monday, January 13, 2020, Forbes reports on the detail of the token. Quote, Dinwiddie is going to sell 90 securities-backed SD8 tokens, which can't be traded for a year for $150,000 apiece to accredited investors under SEC Regulation D Rule 506c. What he created, he said, allows players to structure and issue debt instruments in digital token form to invest their money how they'd like. It would function as a decentralization of a personal loan to athletes through bonds they create with their guaranteed contracts as collateral. The SD8 coin will be a three-year bond expected to pay out 4.95% base interest on a monthly basis, much better than you'd be able to get at a bank, with the full principal paid out at the end of the period upon maturity in a bullet payment. The investment period will begin on Monday, January 13th and end on February 10th with the bond notes maturing and paying out in full on February 10th, 2023. According to a chart provided to Forbes by Dinwiddie's representatives, if all 90 coins were purchased, It would net investors just over $2 million over the course of the three years, end quote. What was a fringe idea even just two years ago is on the verge of going mainstream, and the NBA doesn't even seem that concerned. Even if you're not a sports fan, this is exciting. The conversation around these sort of celebrity tokenization started way back in 2014, and it's taken us six years, more than half the time since Bitcoin launched, to get to this first real test of the concept. And to be clear, it's definitely not what we envisioned in those early days, as the weight of organizational momentum at the NBA and government security requirements from the SEC squeezed the idea into something which only the richest among us can participate in, and even then, only a maximum of 90 individuals can possibly own. But as it launches on Monday, whether or not it's successful, it is undoubtedly significant. In the race to tokenize the world, this could be an important tipping point, and we'll have more on this story as it develops. And now for today's Spotlight, we're looking at the giant U.S. money manager Fidelity's reflections on Bitcoin in 2019 and what appears to have been a banner year for the world's oldest and largest cryptocurrency.
1: Among large U.S. financial institutions, the giant money manager Fidelity has probably been the most publicly committed to cryptocurrencies, jumping in with both feet while most banks and other firms await clarity on industry rules from regulators. And of course, Fidelity has been a leader for a couple decades in the money management industry. A Boston-based company led by Abby Johnson, one of the world's richest women, now manages about $2.5 trillion for clients and administers another $4 trillion or so for its customers. Well, Ria Butoria is director of research for the firm's crypto unit, Fidelity Digital Assets. And she published a long blog post Thursday outlining her reflections on Bitcoin for 2019. She writes that in just a few years, Bitcoin's story has evolved critically to recognize what she calls the true potential of its network. A new type of value transfer system, a tool for freedom, a savings technology, and possibly more uses that we have yet to discover. Its potential cannot be ignored, she says. She notes that trading and investment on incumbent regulated platforms is growing. Key performance indicators like hash rate are improving, and cumulative minor revenue surpassed $15 billion. She cites the introduction of futures contracts that can be settled via delivery of Bitcoin as a major step forward. One exchange backed introduced Bitcoin options trading in December and the rival exchange CME is set to follow with its own Bitcoin options menu starting on Monday. It's also noteworthy that the popular merchant payment app Square has openly embraced Bitcoin, especially with the support of CEO Jack Dorsey, who also has invested in Lightning Labs, which is working to develop key parts of the infrastructure of fast-growing crypto markets. New large-scale Bitcoin mining operations are coming online, she writes, attracting millions of dollars of capital from deep-pocket investors. She adds that Bitcoin has, quote, unapologetically maintained its core properties as a borderless censorship and seizure-resistant decentralized value storage and transfer system, end quote. In short, Adam, these are all positive signs for Bitcoin, in her opinion, and she sees increasing adoption over the coming year with continuing maturation of the network and its infrastructure. Back to you.
0: Join us again on Monday for the next Markets Daily from Coindesk. To make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe to Markets Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or just about any other place you'd like to listen. If you're enjoying the show, we really appreciate you leaving a review. If you have any thoughts or comments, email us at podcast at coindesk.com. We'll see you next week.